0: On today's podcast, we'll talk about our week without sports, Lions free agency, specifically the versatility of Jamie Collins, the Darius Slay trade, and what he recently said about Matt Patricia. Welcome to Off the Field Podcast. You can check out Off the Field Podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a comment. Give us a rating. More importantly, hit that subscribe button. All right, let's get this started. I'm Lance Caparosi and I'm with Sam O'Toole. What's so funny over there, bud? Just laughing a little bit about- (laughs) Oh,
1: life's great. Everything that's going on. What a day. Yeah, what a a Honestly, what, like a little more than a week now? week and a half week of sports yeah i think it's 8 days with now with everything but um how's it been dude, without gambling for you terrible and now casinos are shut down like i was looking for i was like oh at least i can go to the casino no nope. i didn't even think about the, nope. the casino. vegas is shut down for the first time since jfk's assassination could not believe it saw pictures black i was like what <laughs> they shut dude, vegas down that's wild cuz that's the city that never sleeps dude it's it's just crazy what's going on but no sports sucks it's just I do truly look forward to March Madness. Like, I basically, I was probably only, I was gambling a little bit, but not much the last mm, month, I'd say, before this. And I wanted to heat up for championship week, right? Yeah. Big Ten tournament obviously gets canceled, what, during warm-ups of day two? And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, this isn't good. It got canceled on Thursday. Yeah,
0: that's when Duke pulled out.
1: Yep, I'm like, this isn't good. Yeah, well, Duke and Kansas pulled out once the NCAA. They said they were playing to no, in front of no fans, and then they just pulled out, and I'm like. Well,
0: Kansas. What? That was a that was a missed report because they said. Oh, it, it was only Duke? No, well, Duke did pull out, and Kansas said they would pull out if the thing's going to be solved or something. I don't know. They, it was just weird for them. But th- there was a report that said they pulled out, and they retracted and said, no, we're just, we're not pulling out of the tournament. If I just don't get why they can't on. play
1: in front of no fans. I don't know either. I mean, people are now getting tested. It's like, okay, test every team that's in the tournament. I get cancel the conference tournaments, whatever. If you won the regular season, that's your automatic bid. Just play in front of no fans. Everyone that's there is tested. I wouldn't have mind if they just push the tournament back like a month.
0: Just say, hey, we're gonna test all the we're gonna test all the teams that are in the tournament. Who I really
1: feel bad for is high school athletes.
0: Yeah, the MHSSA canceling it. School Well,
1: it's it's still suspended it's on pause yeah, I mean, they canceled. say they they haven't yeah they haven't canceled it yet it's still suspended the, i th- i think the mhsaa is going to end up finishing it cuz they're so close the farthest behind winter sport right now is boys basketball which the day before district finals is when they when they decided we're going to suspend play so i i mean there's one team that i do i call games for they have seven seniors on the team I cannot imagine having seven seniors on that team. This is the year, you know, you put it all together, they were a team that was 15-6 and this year. Um, Pretty good team, probably the favorite in their district, didn't win districts last year, won the year before, and, and now the seven seniors don't get a play for it. It just, like, that kind of thing sucks. Schoolcraft, weren't they undefeated? Schoolcraft, undefeated. I think probably their best year, at least in recent memory. Yeah, other than Dude, that. they they beat everyone by, like, 20. Did they, they win states recently?
0: Um, I think in 2011. They, yeah. they won state. In 2009, we went to it. I was actually part of that team. They're
1: beating everyone by 20. <laughs> yeah, you played at Breslin? Watched no, at okay. Breslin?
0: So <laughs> let me just share this. I was on the team, but I was kind of like a six-man. There was a couple of us that played – I don't know, there's a couple of us that were like six men. So we just brought energy off the bench. I was a point guard. I played the four spot. I played the two spot. I played the three spot. Didn't matter. If I played point guard, I would just bring the ball up, run the offense. That's it. I was pretty patient with it. The weird thing about my game, though, up until like my senior up until my senior year, I'd always pick the ball up. I'd never keep my dribble alive. Didn't know that. But if I played the four spot, we'd go small ball, and I would just trail and launch threes or drive on a bigger kid. Mm -hmm. So it was just fun. And then one game, we're playing against Loy Norricks. We tied them twice over the summer. We're a Class C school. They're a Class A school. But we had one of the biggest, tallest lineups or overall team that Schoolcraft has had in their history, right?
1: Yeah, I remember you talking about it. They definitely, you guys had some big guys. Yes, especially for Class C. So,
0: this is what happened. So, we had a huge team. And again, we were, we we tied with Lloyd Norks. We were good. We knew how good we were. Well, we're playing Lloyd Norks for a third time. And this is when during the season? Yeah, during the season. This isn't a regular season game. There were a bunch of snow days this year. So, basically, Portage Northern called all the local area teams together to go play in the igloo. And we just did scrimmages. So we're playing against Lloyd Norricks. The game, I think we were tied 78-78, and they were up 78 to 75. I'm going after rebound. I used to get terrible shin splints. This is how my career ended in high school battle. I used to get terrible shin splints. A ball is coming towards me. I can like I cannot move towards it. So I just like kind of box out. My coach is screaming at me. He's like Get the damn ball, blah, blah And his son is yelling at me. Me and his son have always had a problem, so he—they're both yelling at me. I get the ball. I'm gingerly walking it up. That's it. So I pass it off. I actually tie the game with a three, and then I get called. They take me off the court. I say they, coach, coach, and his son. His coach's son is berating me. I'm like, dude, I can't run. Like, my shins are killing me. He's like, well, stretch it out and figure, blah, blah, blah. You were part of this team. You're part of the rotation. Figure this out. If you can't play, just quit. And I'm like, dang, dude, it's really like that? Yeah. So, yeah. So, we head into the season. I think we had only played one or two games at this point. I was still, it's the third game season. Didn't even leave the bench. Didn't, I maybe played two minutes. That's it, the entire game. I go from rotation, playing big minutes as point guard, whatever. I've always
1: wondered what's that like. Now we've kind of gone off script here, but what's that like? Because I see it, too, in basketball, you don't really see it. Guys don't play, or they play, like, two or three minutes a game, and then that's it. Like, yeah. how do you get hyped up and everything, and then, like, knowing going in, i got to be ready when I go in. But the game's already got flow and everything. I don't get how that works. I would try to – my problem was i try to do too much because I'm like, oh. Because I always thought – Like, what's warm-up even like? Especially if you're coming off the bench and what if you're at the end of the rotation or you know you might only play a couple of minutes? Like, are you just messing around in warm-up? Like, who gives a shit? I was always somebody that would – on the bus ride, very intense, would
0: have listened to the same music. I always had a routine. During warm-ups, I'm joking with people. I'm trying to, like, loosen everybody up, blah, 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 whatever. That was just me, like – that's all how I've always been. I would take it seriously, but at, going into that game, I thought, man, cool, we're playing. Like, gonna I'm gonna play yeah. some big minutes. I've been working on all these different positions. I've really been learning the playbook, whatever. And again, like I would bring, dude, on defense, I would harass people. I loved it, dude. Especially if I knew you had no confidence, I would I would talk a lot of trash too. Yeah. But then going into the game, like we're warm up, same thing, same routine. We're all laughing. First quarter, usually the time that I would check in comes around. I don't get called. And I'm like, oh dang. Like I knew that was my time because my my two friends, they would come in. And again, we were it was three seniors coming off the bench. And dude, we would run it down people's throats. We had a big man, he was six three. He'd run the floor. I'd always look for him because he knew how to use his body to create space. So yeah. he would just like it was funny how he'd play too. So I'd always just throw him lobs and stuff and he'd get the ball. Other buddy, he was a point guard. It was a lot of fun. Then they both go in and they put he puts in like a sophomore in my spot. And that was just the end of my season. Anyway, yep, see ya. Yep. It sucked. Yeah, then the next game rolled around, same thing happened. I talked to the coach about it, and he's just like, yeah, you know, you're just one of the laziest players I've ever had. So I'm like, wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's how it ended. But back to the week without yeah. sports. Yikes. Sorry, we went all off. But yeah, yeah high school week's sports. this been off. I don't know. The high school sports thing, it sucks. I feel bad for all the seniors. And really, all the guys that – you know they live for high school basketball. You know they know that's just some of them be it are for them.
1: like think about like every team I've and I've noticed this in high school basketball they have because a lot of them run three guards unless you're you have trees on your team but they run three guards and one of them is always the defensive specialist ball moving guard around specifically this team plays a zone that I'm talking or plays against a zone all the time and he is always the best defensive guard on the floor at six foot. But he only scores like five points a game, maybe. Yeah. Maybe four points a game. Maybe. Maybe. But he starts every game and plays heavy minutes. But he is the first starter to always leave. But anyway, I feel for those guys because he's not playing college basketball. No. Not this, at all. this guy, this is his this is his peak. And that's fine. Like a lot of people that you know, that is great. He is a starter in a basketball focused school. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's a big, important part of a team that is trying to make a run into regionals. They just happen to be in the same region as the number one team and number two team in the state. But I just I feel for those guys, like the guys that are moving on to college. Yeah, it sucks. Like high school sports is is there's nothing like playing sports in high school. I think so. I even think, it just it sucks. I even think when you ask like Mo. I well, we've asked some
0: pro athletes like, what's more important? Like, what 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 would you go back to? And a lot of them say Friday nights,
1: high school football, Friday Night Lights. I it's just, a huge part of it for f- them. For high school, I know because the schools shut down and the the MHSAs hands are tied. But just honestly, play it with the teams, parents, live stream the games for, um, for families, and a lot of these places could open it up free so families can watch, and the referees. And guess what? You'll be able to play. It's fine. You'll be able to play. It's fine. And then maybe by the time there's the state championships, which actually would be in like two weeks, you might be able to play at Breslin in front of fans. Limited, you know, limited capacity. But I, I they're putting it on pause because I do think they're going to finish it in April. I think they're going to finish the playoffs. If they do. Hockey was in like semis. I, I hope they finish it. I, I'm, I'm glad people are being cautious, though. I'll say
0: that. I'm but glad so- they didn't cancel. I'm glad they didn't. I, Same. Like, for, I don't know. but for college basketball, it sucks for like San Diego State and Dayton. Even Rutgers, they're having great seasons. But Maryland looked good. What then like, I do Ends the
1: w- biggest puzzling thing with the NCAA with me is they canceled all spring sports too. There's no College World Series. That's in June. Yeah, in Omaha, Nebraska. I don't. I don't, I
0: don't get. I don't get it either. It's unfortunate because we and were-
1: and that hurts because. A lot of those juniors and seniors, it was a big year for them heading because they're now draft eligible at the D one level anyway. That's a big year. Okay. And what about all the JUCO guys who went to JUCO specifically for playing time? They could just went D one and redshirted this year. Yeah, I mean you can still technically redshirt, you know, because the season hasn't happened. Spring athletes, I think, can redshirt, but then that messes up recruiting, and now you got a whole psych a whole group of kids that you have to redshirt. It's And then, JUCOs are going to get some good guys next year. I'm telling you, there
0: was some players. There was um, somebody was telling me that you know how like there's a lot of seniors that are looking for one more year of eligibility. How it will be catastrophic for college sports for the next four years because it'll have a trickle down effect of how much money even more
1: than that. But I mean, at least four years. I think the winter sports you can't give them eligibility. You played the whole year, yeah. You except the postseason tournament. It Just it sucks. But you can't give them another year of eligibility when they played the whole year.
0: Yeah, it'll mess up a lot of things. You know, so like
1: you look at records,
0: you're going to have to put asterisks next to it. I think about stuff like, like think that. Think about
1: if they did it last year, they play like if you get. I, nah, that was a bad comparison. Never mind.
0: But I'll say a week without sports, dieting was probably easier. Harder. <laughs> dieting? D- yeah. I ate, like, shh. That's what poop. I'm saying. I uh, know I'm saying, like, a week without sports was tough. Oh, yeah. I don't even know how I was filling Oh, I thought you were like, oh, I had no, a I'm better saying, diet. No, dieting was easier than giving up sports. I honestly <sighs> think giving up caffeine for a week, even though it left me with headaches, was easier than giving up sports. I, I was sitting at work, and I was just twiddling my thumbs because of the outbreak. A lot of, like, less and less people are coming into the barbershop. But it's, I, I'm, I was so bored, I decided to watch the 2004 NBA Finals. And, like, early 2000s basketball is, like, some of the worst basketball to watch because offense is bad, spacing is terrible – the defense just – it, it stops so many guys. Like, you got Kobe Bryant not even throwing his body into pump fakes, passing the ball off. You got Rip Hamilton running miles on a basketball court. You got Cha- – this is the thing that blows my mind about the Pistons. You had Chauncey Billups, who came into the league as a scorer. They set a pick for him, like, maybe three times a game. And he's he has, like, eight feet of space, and he just pulls up and hits a mid-range jumper. They'd only do it, like, three times a game. What, what the, the hell were coaches thinking? For, yeah. Like, all he did is, come in as a scoring guard. Yeah, he was like a 20 point scorer for like two he's years a at Colorado. Point guard, yeah. But he's at the top of the key, and he's just dribbling the ball, waiting for Rip Hamilton to get open. I'm like,
1: dude, attack. Rip, Rip Hamilton Fisher. was their offense. Also, Dwayne Wade, you hear what he said? Yeah, Rip Hamilton was the toughest. One of the top three. Huh? <laughs> the only reason Overrated is because you had though. to chase him around. Yeah, that's probably true. He had yeah, to mean, run all game. Dude, I hate guarding
0: people like that that just run and run and run. I hate it. Let me just stand yeah, in the that's, middle of the watch. That's when you him. say, "Guys, zone." I'm not zone. Zone and pick up baby yeah. two three. Let's do it. Yes. All right. It's NFL free agency, biggest splash the Lions have made. Jamie Collins, obviously. But before we get into him, what I would what What do you think about the moves?
1: We kind of were in favor of them, right? Oh, I think the the most important one, biggest one, to talk about is is Slay. If you want to talk about that one first and foremost. Okay, go ahead. I mean. What's the biggest? How do you? We got I said him. give him some money, and I think I've, I'm backpedaling on that now, just because of the way he's acted, dude. I but told dude, you he's a diva. Oh my God, he's not a winner. He's the guy. Like, have you ever heard any like anyone say like when you use butt in a statement like oh, this? butt, everything you said before, butt really means nothing. Yeah. He is that guy. Oh man, like oh proud of you, Desmond Trufant. But now I want to get out. You know, it's like, dude, it's always about you. And I get that this league is like, you can't be loyal to the league because they're not loyal to you. All that yada yeah. yada yada. But have some class in life, please. You know what I mean? I guess I'm being harsh, but like, come on, dude. Does just, he deserve- Just leave. And that, no, I'm, I guess I'm mad because then he called WJR a Detroit sports station. Mitch Albums. Mitch Album. Mitch the probably the biggest journalist in Detroit area er- in the Detroit area ever, and just starts. Going off on the lines and all that. And you notice it's like it's only him and Quandre Diggs. And everyone wants to say that's a representation of Matt Patricia. Well, then you have they're in the same secondary. You're hanging out all the time.
0: You have Akeem Vallis, who is a third string practice squad tight end. You had Damon Harrison a little bit. He kind of threw some shade. I forget who else, but yeah, Quandre Diggs and Darius Slay have
1: been the loudest. For I mean, sure. Damon Harrison had that one tweet, like basically saying, "Yeah, I did want out," you know. Yeah, and then Jay Billingsley came up with the hot, the but hot song. the the one with snacks, it's I don't know because maybe maybe there's a reason the Giants traded him, and then maybe there's a, re- a reason the Lions released him. He just ran out of gas. That was his biggest thing. The Giants like, traded him for a fifth round pick, and he's supposedly the best, you know, run stopping D tackle in the league, and all he gets a fifth round pick for that. There's. There's something else with snacks. I I think his mentality was, I will work until you give me what I want,
0: and then I'll – I mean, what then when I get what I want, I'm done working. Maybe
1: I'm, he had too many snacks. Maybe. Ran Weird out of gas, like you said.
0: But Darius Slay, he's gone. Let's
1: just hear what – So they got a third and a fifth form.
0: Oh. All right, Darius Slay, he's gone. He's now in Philly. As you were saying, they got a th- – third and a fifth form third and a fifth how many i
1: believe they're both this year
0: maybe yeah. i'm wrong it's was it five picks in the top 100 now
1: i saw five yeah top 85 or something top 85 like okay so five in the first three rounds i guess
0: so he got what he wanted he gets 30 million guaranteed $50 million over the contract. You pointed out that there's no way he survives into the third year because it's I mean, $20 million. Yeah,
1: think just do the quick math. You're assuming the $30 million gets paid out over the first two years, right? Yeah. $15 million? Okay, that's not bad. We're getting two years of probably the very tail end of Slay's prime. And then wisely, Darius Slay's agent said, okay, if you make it to the third year, he's going to get his $20 million. But more than likely, because... I don't think a corner's ever been paid that. He's going to get cut, right? So I think he gets cut. Because no one's going to want to trade for him. No, absolutely unless not. Unless you eat his money in there, that's not going to happen. So he's going to get cut, and then he's going to be able to go to a contender, and if he's still playing well, he's going to sign that one-year deal for you know, $13, $14, 15000000 again. He's still going to get paid. But I think he's going to have a good year this year. He's still going to be a top elite corner. Um, I would think next year he might drop off to like a top 10, top 15 guy, and then – You'll have to release him, and then he'll probably sign a one-year deal with like the Patriots or something. And well,
0: I guess that's that's different now too. Yeah, I don't think he's a lead. I that was what the comments were
1: from Matt Patricia. I guess he said he just seemed behind everything. Even if there was no pass rush, he just seemed behind even. It, you know a what step. I mean? Yeah, a step. He just it wasn't he wasn't in there on plays a lot this year.
0: No, I watched a little bit of his uh, plays because NFL Game Pass, or whatever it's called, is free till March thirty first. So I went back and watched a little bit of specifically Darius Slay's plays. I mean, I'm not a scout, not an analyst, but he seemed to step slower than he did the year before. Just seemed that's a it. step behind. He and, still scored and, well. Maybe but. it's
1: he wasn't as motivated, you know. And, and but but with the NFL. I would think that every game would motivate me because every game is film, essentially. Yeah, right? it's, it's You're an working. audition for every yes. other team in the league. So, I, in obviously, you know my thoughts on the Patricia Quinn era and, and where I think that that should be heading. But, man, there's, there's a few guys, not a lot of respect for the coach, but guess what? If they were winning, they'd all keep their mouth shut. Th- that's the thing, too. If like- they were winning, it would all be fine.
0: You have these players that were that were inherited by Matt Patricia. They were on the older regime with Jim Caldwell in a
1: different regime. Jim Caldwell let the players run the show. Exactly. He's a yeah. He's a coach. He he's a players and coach. He didn't have Peyton Manning and Dwight Freeney to help out the locker room this time. You know no. what I'm
0: saying? And but the thing is, you have players that are bad mouthing Matt Patricia, but then you have players like Trey Flowers, Danny Amendola, Jamie Collins, Danny Shelton. They praised Matt Patricia. They came to Detroit because of him. You had guys like Mike Daniels calling him a genius. You know that I don't. Justin Coleman came here. He played with Matt. He played for Matt Patricia for a season or two in New England. So it's. I just think it's a bunch of disgruntled guys that don't have the right mentality to yep. be under. Not even just Matt Patricia, but they probably would not even last in New England. You know, like they they're not going to be playing for Bill Belichick
1: like yeah, that. Yeah, and I. I was really hoping they were getting the second, but once I saw Darius Slay tweeting after Desmond Trufant got signed, which I'm actually kind of excited for how much money they spent on that. I think that's a solid number one corner. Yeah. Um 14 million guaranteed, 21 21 over the 3 years, I think. Over 2. I think he's getting paid about 10 a year. Okay. That's that's not bad. That's no. Chris Harris Jr. money. Yeah, it's it, cheaper. Actually, I can't believe Chris Harris only signed for that. Dude, I'm surprised. Too. And L.A. California's gonna take half that. <laughs> Dude, you better be hanging out by the soup kitchen, man. You just lost five million bucks. Oh man, that's funny. But I don't, I don't know what's like. I I get it. I get why they traded him, get something for him now. Because guess what? He's holding out. And and to me, he told him he didn't want to sign because he even said in the interview, he's like, I thought about it for a second, and then you know what? It just wasn't going to work with me and Matt Patricia. So the whole time he wasn't going to resign here. The Lions knew they had to trade him, and maybe that's why he just kept spewing online. But I think it cost him a round. Do you think that Darius Slay is good enough to be talking as much as he has? Um,
0: if you think he's elite, then you good think at his he
1: position. Is- I think I think he is a a top again top six seven corner. But Jalen Ramsey's a top two or three. And remember when he was running his mouth? I thought he should have shut up. Like, dude, you're a corner, man. It the position
0: is just a If I'm the coach, the only is.
1: person who's talking, only three people, four people. The owner, the GM, me, and the quarterback. Everyone else, don't talk unless you're spoken to. So I know that sounds very authoritative, but it's like, come on, man. You're just you're not helping anyone out in this situation. Do you think fans, Good luck in Philly, Fans' minds will change about Darius Slay. I I think they've turned on him now. I don't think – I think Lions fans have turned on him. It's, Even though he said, oh, I love the fans. But, dude, it's you're just throwing slap in the face left yeah. and right, you know. I'm glad he's gone. That's all I'll say. I know. You've been down on him for a while. Dude, I,
0: I just don't see it because I, there are certain guys' games that age well. His – I don't think his his will. I think he'll be out of the league at like 32 or 33. You know, that's four more years in the NFL. But let's move on. Big V can't say his name. He was, I believe, the first signing in Detroit, right?
1: Big V was, yeah. Yeah,
0: the right tackle. They signed him for, was it five years, 50 million, 10 a year, 20 million guaranteed. Fans hate this signing. I don't hate it. I actually like it a lot because he grades better than Rick Wagner. It's an upgrade. You know, Rick Wagner, he he was good in, was it Dallas that he was pretty great in? I thought it was Seattle. Might have been Seattle. Either way, whatever team he came from, he was good. Came to Detroit, took a step back. It's, I think we upgrade. And
1: he's a little bit cheaper than Rick Wagner. So obviously the pros, he has graded out better than Rick Wagner. He's more of a run-stopping tackle, perfect, ideal right tackle. Um, and, and honestly, Rick Wagner was struggling. I mean, Lions fans saw that. They needed to sure something up because guess what? They lost Graham Glasgow in free agency, who just became what, the seventh highest paid guard, sixth highest paid guard, something like that. Yeah, eleven so million. So he knew a the year. Lions weren't gonna trade him. So they had to do something on that right side. And they knew Rick Wagner wasn't the answer. They wisely cut him. Um wish him well wherever he's at. He just he struggled in Detroit. He'll probably turn it around and have a good success story. But he was good in Seattle, obviously why he got that money. Yeah. But Big V, is that what we're calling him? Yeah, Big V. So Big V, he's a guy who was their third tackle, you could call him. Guy off the bench, sixth man, whatever you want to say, because they had Lane Johnson and Jason Peters, two Pro Bowl, all pro. Probably Hall of Fame tackles. Jason Peters is probably going to go to the Hall of Fame. Lane Johnson's got a ways to go, but, I mean, he's a Pro Bowl-level player right now. Yeah. Um, Hard to get playing time ahead of them. Just the one thing is they traded up for Lane Johnson when they had Big V. So how much did they value Big V? I don't know if they valued him at 10 mil a year like the Lions do, but, hey, there's also guys like – zadarius Smith, who went from Baltimore to Green Bay, he was essentially a part-time player in Baltimore. Broke out double-digit sack guy in Green Bay. Maybe that's what Big V needs. So I, I don't mind taking the chance. I don't know what the guaranteed money is, but essentially you're giving like him twenty million. A, you're giving him a two-year tryout. Not a tryout, but a two-year deal. Yeah. Like everyone sees, five years, fifty million. Uh, first, I want to say, a, buddy, it's not your money. B, that's not the real contract. It's twenty million. Yeah. So it's really it's- a two-year, twenty million dollar deal, unless you keep playing well. So yeah, and you get some bonuses in there if he's on the team yeah, big, three years from now. What, yeah, roster bonus, like half a million. That's yeah. the dream. Like, oh, I'm on the roster, coach. Sweet, half a million in the mail. <laughs> Workout bonus? Yes. Just a couple squats for me. Yeah, you go, so bud. showing up and not doing anything? Sweet. Um, God, if that was me, I'd be out of the NFL so quick. But again, <laughs> it's still an upgrade over Rick Wagner. That's all that matters. That's what I that's – that's all that, that matters. matters. And I think – Um, Before the season, I thought Sean Belegian made some great points when I listened to him. He talked about position groups upgraded and got better, and I was like, you know what? He's right. This team's got to be better. Obviously, that didn't happen, but I think a majority of fans, fans with an IQ above 80, can realize that they're better than a three-win team, but if you want to go through some of the other signings, I thought they filled holes well, and I didn't think they overpaid, despite... Some internet warriors we like talk about yep. saying they overpaid on guys like Jamie Collins. Like 10 million a year. Yeah, it's a 3-year deal for 30 million, 20 million guaranteed. You're paying him 10 million a year for 2 years to yeah. be a great locker room guy, a leader, get after the quarterback so, and play the Matt Patricia style defense coming from a winning culture. I that the whole the winning culture everything that's worth a couple million a year extra. And Jamie Collins
0: 81 tackles. I think he had three interceptions, seven sacks, a touchdown, three force fumbles, three fumble recovery, something like that. Okay, NFL game pass. Thank God they gave it for free. I've gone through four games now of just watching Jamie Collins, like literally just see who made the tackle Jamie Collins if he's in on the play. Scout Lance, I love it. Dude, I, I so I was kind of wary about them draft. They haven't drafted Isaiah Simmons yet. I was wary about this. I'm like, how do you move a guy all over the field? Like, it just kind of seems like they got to have a position. They got to have where is their bread and yep. butter? And then maybe on certain packages you can they don't play Jamie Collins in the same spot two plays in a row? Holy crap! This he lined up over the center and the guard. So this multiple front, I didn't know what it meant when they were talking about it last off season. Watch with the patriots. Their are times only have two down linemen. And then they have like Chase Winovich playing this hi- hybrid linebacker role. They have Kyle Van Noy,
1: they have Jamie Collins. A lot Collins. of teams stand up the end. They'll ha- or they'll have three down one ends up. Well, they had two down. Like notice Von Miller's never in a 3-point stance. Yeah,
0: he never is. That was the first time I saw, but he's strictly like a pass rusher. And then they would move up the safety kind of in that box role. We saw Tavon uh Wilson. I'm excited about this. So Ooh. they had two down linemen, Chase Winovich, Kyle Van Noy, And I'm using my hands to display this for some reason. It's helping me. Yeah, and then they had Jamie Collins above the center in the right guard. And what I love about him, the dude is strong enough to break it, to break through. He's patient enough to watch the holes. And he's just like he can make himself skinny to create extra space for him. And he just gets after it. And that was on a sack. And then I'm watching him. His IQ for diagnosing plays in the spot, I'm watching it in slow motion because they have that feature. And I'm just, like, in fast motion, I don't even know how you register. But he does this little move and just kind of pushes the linebacker off of him and just smacks Ty Montgomery in the backfield for, like, a four-yard loss. And, again, he doesn't line up in the same spot twice. And, it blows my mind. And, I don't know how you do it. The versatility is it's worth $10 million a year.
1: And really quick, with, with the fans not liking, like, that signing, or I've heard some complain about Danny Shelton, like being on the wrong side of 30. Like, Jesus, guys, like, chill out.
0: He is 30, though.
1: He's 30. Yeah, he's not 38, he's yeah. not 39. He's 30. And he's a freak athlete. Last offseason, he's doing backflips with pads. And guess what? Linebackers play for forever. Yeah. Forever. They can figure out, because it's such a Swiss army knife position, essentially. You have to be skillful in multiple different assets, but you can also carve out a niche for yourself if you're really good at one thing for the tail end of your career. But anyway, remember the Patriots' defense at the start of last season was like invincible, yeah. unstoppable. How are these teams going to get past them? Well, I mean, even if you go back Trey Flowers two years ago, Matt Patricia's getting some guys off that defense. Yeah. So unless you think it was all Stephon Gilmore and the McCourty twins and, and no, you well, I guess Malcolm, and watch. But- I- Malcolm Butler left, yeah, he's getting some good players. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude, absolutely.
0: Absolutely.
1: But back in to the fact that people are complaining, like, okay, maybe Jamie Collins is an eight or a nine million dollar player a year elsewhere. Guess what? It's the Detroit Lions. You got to pay the guy ten million to come here. Oh, I, I'm worth, sorry. You know what worth I'm saying? Ten million anywhere he goes, and, and that's why they have to not pay Slay and bring in Desmond Trufant. They they have to do things wisely with the cap because they're the Detroit Lions. I'm not saying it's a terrible market. I think the fan base is great. Metro Detroit, great place to live. It's just the Lions franchise, people. It's hard for people to go because they see it. Careers go there, go there to die, or it's just a payday. But I'm more excited this year for this defense now. I think Patricia is truly starting to get his guys. Like, Danny Shelton is a monster he in the middle. He had 61 tackles from the D- defensive he's tackle a, spot. He, he was so good in Cleveland that Bill Belichick wanted him on a Cleveland team that was terrible. Yeah. And then he's, he he's the man in the middle, force of that defense, and he, now he goes to Detroit. And I, the, I'd rather pay him than Sean Robinson because Ashawn Robinson got two years, $17 million. Yeah, from the Los Angeles Rams. For which, a guy who's a one year wonder, and that was two years ago. The thing is, too,
0: but it also eliminates drafting Derrick Brown at number three. There's no sense to. Like, Derrick Brown, like,
1: as a defensive tackle. and Didn't what, they sign one more D tackle? Yeah, Nick Williams at yes, Chicago with six yes, sacks. Yes.
0: Beautiful hit, I believe, on uh, Matthew I, Stafford, too. I, I think they'll get. I Maybe think a priority
1: is more pass rush help, right? Not, yeah. not that that's in the first round, but it could be in the second or third. But I uh, I think even if even if Chase Young is there at three, is he, where where's he going to play? You have, you have Flowers, I guess Collins can line up anywhere. I mean, I guess if he like, you got to start Chase Young at the end. Yeah, you got. It depends on where. There's they've been talking but about the, how he can
0: play all these different techniques. But then you and got Young, like
1: Shelton, what's the guy's name? Williams. Yeah, Nick Williams. So Chase Young, Shelton, Williams, Flowers, then linebackers. He still got Collins, Tavai. Linebacker core is weaker now. I don't think they.
0: Get, I don't think they get Chase Young. I don't I, think he's coming to saying, Detroit.
1: I, I want Isaiah Simmons so bad now, oh my God. I, I really do now. After he watching fits this, de- yes.
0: After watching, so I went back and watched some of the Lions on defense, specifically Devin Kennard, because that is who the Lions got rid of, and. Dude, he may he's an athlete. Like, dude, he's a great athlete. He's able to get a couple sacks on Kyler Murray in game one. But, dude, he's so limited in what he could do on the defensive side. You can only line him up
1: over the right tackle. Like, that's all I ever saw. Kennard, Whether they st- yeah, like, he he's seven sacks all year and three were in game one yeah. against the worst O-line in the league. And that, But I'm saying,
0: like, yeah, he was being blocked by Larry Fitzgerald on one play. He got a pass blocked yeah. down. Whatever, but it's Larry Fitzgerald, he couldn't get around him. Like he's limited in what he can do. Great athlete, but limited what he can do. When he dropped back in coverage, you can only play him a couple yards back. Like you had to drop him back in a zone, from what I could tell. He was never going man to man. Jamie Collins, he can do that even at thirty.
1: And if you get guys like Isaiah Simmons, oh you, you know God. you know the coverages you can disguise? You can line up Jamie Collins at nose tackle and Isaiah Simmons at middle linebacker. Blitz Simmons and another guy, and back out Collins, and they were like, "What just happened?"
0: But when you have the versatility of like a Collins and a Simmons, and then you have a Tavai who's just a run-stopping machine, who's also a very good leader on the defense, it just it just opens up
1: things. You know and what then, I'm saying? I mean, and then Tavon Wilson, I, I think oh, he, like he's gone though. I you think so? I think he is. So I know safety. I'm thinking of they just signed them. Um, they just Tracy Walker. Tracy Walker. Tracy Walker is a guy that I he's going to have a big role. The corner out of, out of Penn State, uh, Amari. Amani, Pete, yeah. Armani, he's going to have a chance. I, j- I can't pronounce his last name. I, I think either. he's going to have a chance for some more playing time. He played really well towards the end of his but, rookie season. Like when we talked to Dave Burkett, now they have Trufan at one. Coleman, I mean, they gave him a ton of money. They're not going to expect him just to be a slot. So is he going to play that too, and they're expected some you know, in-house improvement? Or are they going to take Okuda? I mean, they have some options, but the way – Patricia has built this defense with guys, I don't see him getting Okuda. Unless he sees Okuda as like Stephon Gilmore level. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think it is coming to Detroit. I mean, yeah, Gilmore, Trufant, and Walker or Tracy Walker, yes. I'm mixing up him and um Tavon Wilson. Yeah. But if I mean those three can lock down the secondary. And then you get Coleman. I mean, I'm the Lions have so many options at three now because I love what they've done in free agency. I've I want to go
0: back and watch Danny Shelton a little bit. I've been trying to watch some of those films of just how these positions in the are middle. playing. Yeah, I just want to see it though. I want to see what he commands. Kind of double he teams. Can yeah, that kind of. You know, I'm just excited about Jamie Collins because you just said that you said double teams, and holy crap, he was able to get it through. Mind you, this is a linebacker that's like six foot four, maybe 250 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, in offensive linemen today, are just. They're behemoths. In, they are the modern-day Mammoth Elephants, and they're huge. And there's two of them trying to take him out of a play, and he still gets the sack. That is what's
1: coming to Detroit. It's amazing. And think about just pure numbers. Essentially, on the defensive side of the ball, you have 11 guys against, to me, 10 because the quarterback is on its own at that point. You know what I mean? When someone's commanding a double team, now it's nine. If they break that double team, you know the quarterback's screwed. So that allows the Lions to be able to drop someone else in coverage, which Patricia loves to do. He loves extra guys in coverage, which I think can really help them. And that's why I think I think they're going to go Simmons. And I mean, we can talk about that one, the one tweet that's kind of raising our eyebrows. And we will talk I, about that, but I want to get—I don't know those. if he gets that far. We can we can kind of foreshadow shadow that, but I don't think he gets that far. But man, I. I'd love to see him in the old Honolulu blue. I would, too. And I, I, I do think the dream's going to
0: happen. But real quick, Chase Daniel, greatest athlete that has the best position. Oh, in yeah. Dude, oh. Dude, I love the backup quarterback I spot nailed it. for Detroit. I finally
1: nailed something. Like, oh, they need to go sign someone worth something. Yes. He Chase- can win a few games if Stafford's hurt. Or he can keep you afloat if Stafford's out for, for again, eight games, ten games, whatever.
0: And he has played for Sean Payne and Andy Reid. Like, and he's... So he knows, like he he can he can run if he can run those offenses, he can run whatever Bevel throws.
1: He he beat you the know, Lions,
0: yeah, on Thanksgiving Day, two touchdowns. I think like two hundred and seventy yards. So completed seventy percent of his passes for the season. He's and, just a safety valve.
1: And I made the point. Yes, you are going to have to spend a little bit more money. I said Case Keenum, who actually got some good money. I, I don't. What are the Browns? I mean, why would they do that? I have no. Is idea. Is Baker Mayfield injury prone now? He took a couple hits last year. I mean, but. They, they it just sign Jack Coughlin? Of, they spent a lot of money. That's a good signing. They spent a lot of money on a backup quarterback when they just took a guy number one overall. Uh, but anyway? Good for Case Keenum. But I, I mentioned him. I don't even think I brought up Chase Daniel because that—that's your guy. You love. You I love Chase, Chase Daniel. Daniel. Guys made like fifty-something million dollars. Dude, for has, it, six starts or something. Yeah, I think yeah. I don't think he started
0: a full season. No, it's
1: thirty-something million, and he because I, I figured it in my head it was like six million a start. Dude, it's could insane. you imagine? Oh, it's, my God. It's insane. But he's capable when he comes in. Yeah. Obviously, he's the one of the top backups in the league, which I love that they went after that. So they could still draft a quarterback late as um, – That's probably what's going you know. Eric happen. Eric Schlitt, I think, mentioned that. or I don't, can't remember if it was him or Dave briquette or both of them, but it'll be a late-round guy. I know we got to talk about all the quarterbacks. I that think, was fun. But.
0: I think Dave Briquette was talking – I think what he had said was, there's too many holes on this team. You won't – if they do draft a quarterback – It'll be late day three. Yeah, but now that they filled some of the holes, it's probably still day three, but it's probably like
1: round five. I I was round five to seven. Which, if Jalen Hurts falls, talk about a fun little project he would be. We talked about him, but I also uh, I also saw some people saying oh, this is not the quarterback that will give Matthew Stafford competition. I'm like, is that the goal? That's not. You don't want that. Like, are that. we signing guys to give guys competition? These no. We've been 10-year well, starters in you the think league. Are the, you kidding me? You think the Colts
0: ever just signed somebody to give Payne Manning competition? I know. Sta-
1: like, but the Ravens didn't even do it with Flacco when he was their s- starter. No, no. I mean, obviously they replaced him with Lamar Jackson, but they didn't bring someone in to push You don't need to. He's the Flacco. franchise. They didn't bring anyone in to – Push Eli Manning to push Philip Rivers. So
0: there's two more guys that were draft that were signed on defense. Jaren Curse, he is the nephew of Javon Curse, so he's kind of a freak himself. Don't plays, even know who that is. You're he's have a. For me. He's um. A I heard hy- about the signing. He's but. a hybrid linebacker safety. So expect him oh to the take, guy he signed from the
1: Vikings today. Yeah, this morning.
0: So he will be probably taking Miles Killebrew's spot. He's a little bit bigger than Miles Killebrew. Special teams guy. Yeah, but also. When you're doing that multiple front, you want versatility. This is a guy that has been proven that he can do it in the league. Yeah. Miles Killebrew, I think he's a unique talent. He just doesn't have the body really to last or to really start many games in the NFL. Man,
1: I'm drinking the Kool-Aid again. This They're slowly turning over that roster to what they want to do.
0: And then Jaron Harmon, I don't really know too much about him. I do know that he played for the Patriots, yep. I believe. <laughs> Another and I heard, of, I heard his name a bit um, throughout the seasons as somewhat of a playmaker. I think he's had... Ten interceptions since twenty seventeen. So he's a ball hawking safety.
1: It, I th- I think the Lions fan base is the only fan base in the world or in the NFL that could possibly be upset about getting more Patriots. Like they're the only fan base that could be they're, like upset. They're like upgrades. making the joke about it. it's like they're good
0: players. When I see ten interceptions from twenty seventeen till now. That makes me think of, okay, versatility of Tracy Walker. You could potentially play him in that box safety role on some packages and not lose coverage. Yeah. Like you would with Davin with Tavon Wilson, or like you did with um Quandre Diggs. Yep. All right. So moving on to the tweet. We'll probably end the podcast with this. Let me just pull this up. This came from Ian Rappaport. We're talking about the draft just a little bit today. So he has since deleted this tweet. I think he deleted it after. He, I think he deleted after he tweeted it. But Ian Rapport said this in pre draft news last week, when the Dolphins brought in players before the league closed facilities, sources said their first call was the Bama QB Tua Tongvalalia, said his name wrong, to try to bring in (laughs) the logistics didn't work out for a visit, but that was their goal. Miami picks number three. Not they do not pick number three, deleted Detroit. Picks number three. Do you think at any do you I think love this? He, I gotta put
1: my tinfoil hat on. Yes. Do you I think, brought it?
0: Do you think he um missed did you think he mistyped, or do you think that there is some news that hasn't been broken yet?
1: ian dude, Rappaport has sent a lot of typo free tweets. So the fact that if it is a typo and he went from three five to accidentally hitting three, I find that hard to believe. The man tweets and writes and texts people literally for a living. Breaks news for a living. So I find it hard to believe, and he deleted it.
0: And number three is just a middle finger away from five. That's true. (laughs) It's a whole finger. And
1: and so are they going to five? Then that means, because I think the Giants do like Isaiah Simmons too. Do you? But if two is getting at three, you're essentially, if you're at five— Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia are high-fiving because they're like, well, we could Okuda or Simmons. Yep. At that point, you get – right how the draft would go? Yes. Burrow, Chase Young, Miami trades up for Tua because they want to hop San Diego. I guess they don't want to hop San Diego. They just want to guarantee that spot. They get the, they get Tua at three. Now you have Okuda, Simmons, and even Derek Brown, if, you, if they still love Derek Brown. One of those three guys you're getting at five.
0: Yeah, and you're probably Plus, collecting another first-round another pick.
1: Another first-round pick to – Maybe get Ruggs, CeeDee Lamb, or Jerry, Jerry Judy. Judy, or Dude, anyone else that's a good first-round pick. It's just If they draft a tight end, I'm done being a Lions fan. I think the tweet was an
0: accident. I don't think he missed type number three, though. I think that there's going to be some news come draft time. I think there's something in the works where the Lions are going to move down and collect another first-round pick.
1: Man, watch well, this not even happen, and they just... and But I want them to take the best player, who, who they think is the best player. If... If other people think they're reaching, I don't care because guess what? I thought Eisman reached for Moe Sider. Uh -uh. Other teams missed on this dude. He's the real deal. So I won't question it unless it's TJ Hawkinson. You're a tight end getting picked at eight overall. Can't believe that. Which is stupid. But I won't question it if they take a position of need and then it's an elite position. Dude, You're either getting Isaiah
0: Simmons or Jeff Okuda. I think Jeff Okuda goes number four to the giants i think because they got a of janoris jenkins they drafted eli apple who didn't work out there i think on his third team yes i and i think their linebacking core is pretty decent from what i remember but they don't have much secondary help i think jeff Fakuda goes number four isaiah simmons goes number five to detroit and they get to collect that 18th pick i think that's what happens I think it's writing on the wall, or
1: or the late first round pick they got. If, they have three first rounders. If Bob Quinn pulls that off, are you praising him? I I I if he's able to move back and secure another first round pick, because, I will give him because you're his not a Quinn fan. No, right? I will give him his credit because then he's got two firsts. He still held on to 35 overall, and I believe they have three third rounders. So he just added another pick, another another cheap another cheap player especially late first round and you could even pair that late first round with one of your third rounders that you have to jump up again and take someone so you could pick at five and then because i'm assuming if they trade with miami they're going to give them try to give them the worst of their picks because they're only moving two spots of their first round picks because they have three which is unbelievable but man that would be great i would praise bob quinn for that
0: isn't it odd though that Miami would try to move up?
1: See, I always think that. Then I go back to thinking, well, the Bears moved up literally one spot because they were afraid a team might take them. The but Niners. I mean, if you look at the teams and for ahead of you,
0: if you look, I mean, I guess you got to worry about trades, but you know, you know that Detroit's not drafting Tua. You know the Giants aren't drafting Tua. You really only got to sweat it out for two teams. And hope that no, tr-
1: you only. I mean, you really only got to
0: sweat it out for trades.
1: So I'm assuming that he said three because Washington is not trading out of the pick because they're asking for too much, or they really want Chase Young or Tua, so they're not trading out of that pick. So the Lions are obviously show that they're willing, but I, if you love Tua, you gotta be willing to do it. And Miami has extra picks; they can do it. And I mean, you're bringing in a
0: big name quarterback. You didn't land who I thought you would land in Tom Brady. But you're going to probably bring Ryan Fitzpatrick for one more year, you know, to be that bridge. Tua I has mean, a ton of talent. Just he's in,
1: he's hurt all the time. If you're going from five to three and you do get the better of the first, give the better of the first round picks to Detroit, you're basically trading Minka Fitzpatrick. Who we already traded for Tua. It's if you bad. love Tua, it's worth it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And if he stays
0: healthy, he can turn your franchise around.
1: Yeah. So if you love Tua. It's 100% worth it, which is why I think Miami would pull the trigger. There's a reason they collected all these first-round picks. Damn. This is going to be one hell of an off season. It sucks for the players coming in. Which is how in. you rebuild. You, you sell off guys that you, they got first-round picks for, Tunsil and Fitzpatrick, trade some other guys and you can get second- and third-round picks for when you can, and then you still try to win games. Like You still try to have a pulse as a football team. Yeah, and That's I mean, why I love Brian Flores. He should have been damn coach of the year. Because they were predicted to go 0-16, 1-15, and and he Which won is, five games. I don't know why they predict teams to do that. He won five times as many games as he was supposed
0: to. Yeah. they. I mean, he did it. You know, that's why. Dude, I, I'll i say this to Lions fans. You wanted them to tank. They get the number three pick, but they're probably drafting at five. Was rooting for the losses worth it? That's all I want to know. Nobody can answer it. For, to me, for it Chase wasn't. For Young, yeah. You didn't even get Chase Young.
1: I hate sometimes Lions fans, but
0: yeah. I only hate one. I'm not looking at them today. Yeah, <laughs> just, no, but there's one other thing too: the the draft not being canceled, but no fans. That's hilarious to me. Would you ever attend an NFL draft? I, I attended
1: would. an NHL draft. Oh, wow. they're weird. It was the year Michael Rasmussen got taken the first round. I was in Chicago, but um, it's just a big How show. How old were you? Uh, I mean, this was – Rasmussen got drafted like three or four years ago. Oh, okay, so you could drink there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My cousin lives in Chicago, so we stayed – I guess his family lives there. Now, he doesn't live there now, but um, his family lived there. So we we stayed there in the suburbs and, you know, took the train and all that. You can drink on the train. It was great. But, yeah, it was fun, but – I don't know if I'd do it for the first round. It was also only $20 to go in, and it was only for the first round. But, yeah, that's the the tough part is it's a long night. But the Red Wings at that point, they picked at – 6 or 9 or something like that. So, we stayed until the Red Wings pick and then we left. So, I will probably never go to another draft. It's a made for TV event. I don't think they need fans. Oh, All we, the fans do is boo or cheer. That's it's what a, makes it fun though. It's a ma- but it's just a made for TV event. It's for it's for people to talk about the picks and for you to watch them and in the anticipation. It is the live audience isn't any part of the driving revenue for this. That's why they don't care about it.
0: There was a joke by um, what's they his still name? They still Bill do Burr.
1: all the festivities and stuff outside. You no, know, they it's Vegas.
0: They uh, so there was a joke by Bill Burr where it's something like he hates sports fans. I'm gonna butcher the joke, but
1: Bill Burr is so funny. His delivery is. is perfect. Pretty- Perfect.
0: But it was the joke where he's like, yeah, you got these football fans and uh, they're watching the draft. How stupid do you got to be to watch a player's name call? Just give me the list tomorrow. Here's my thing about drafts. I love them because they're just one big it's, fucking highlight it's reel. The,
1: it's the anticipation. And then, yes, you get, especially with the first round picks, you get that minute or two or three. Oh, it's probably longer that. about five minutes in between picks where that's all they're talking about. Yes, that guy, I you're love like, it. He's like, I know everything about this guy. Man, it's I like I watched every game in college because he, I saw his highlights. Almost, they never say anything bad about him. Yeah,
0: he almost drowned at three. I can't believe yeah. I know this. This is wild. Oh, they I, they I love on the it hat. All.
1: They're interviewing him. This is great.
0: There was one draft, though, that I was watching. It was with Patrick Dennehy, the Baylor basketball player that got shot. I swear he got drafted oh, yeah. in the first round. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He was the 6'9". I swear this dude got drafted by the San Antonio Spurs at number 21. Can't find it anywhere. I, I thought he was drafted, but nobody ever talks about it. Why can't I find it? What are they trying to cover up? Did Wait. the Spurs get to pick another person at 21? And I swear Patrick Dennehy was called up there. I swear.
1: What do you mean? So, like, they called him up there, he didn't show up? No, no, to no, 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 pick? no. Well, he was
0: drafted in 21st. He wasn't invited to the green room. Yeah, you know, he was fair. just like a double-double guy in college. You know, God, God rest his soul. I mean, he was fun to watch. The highlights were cool. But I swear he was drafted. I swear he was drafted at twenty-one.
1: Like maybe they just eliminated it from the record.
0: Yeah, maybe I don't know. You think they won it though?
1: I know. You know. Weird. You think they would? Maybe uh, you're just wrong.
0: Why would I remember that though? Why would that be such a vivid memory? I don't
1: know. I don't know. Did dude, you dream I literally it? have? How do you spell I, this guy's name,
0: dude? It, well, it's Patrick. Then it's like D E N D E N H A N E Y, I believe. But there I swear is. he was drafted into the NBA, but there's no record of him being drafted. So I don't know. I think I would go to – I'd probably go to an NBA draft more than anything because I just like basketball. And I swear to God, if I see a kid cry like that New York Knicks fan did because of Kristaps Porzingis, I might talk to the parents about, you know, corporal punishment. It would piss me off. See a kid cry like that, it just annoys me. Yeah. Dude, my daughter scrapes her knee. I tell her to chin up. You know, you don't cry over that. You're going to cry over a guy being drafted to your team? Fuck you. Anyways,
1: that's the end. Yeah, seriously, that's a good point. That's a good way to end it.
0: That's, a, that's the way to end this podcast. Thanks for listening to Off the Field Podcast on 1660, on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a comment, give us a rating. More importantly, hit that subscribe button.